don't do it. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, August 12th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. And today we're going to travel to Greensboro, North Carolina to look at the two-time defending HBCU national champion, North Carolina A&T Aggies. And uh, the Aggies have some question marks in 2019, quite frankly. Of course, Lamar Raynard, who is the all-time leading passer in the history of A&T, has graduated Enter Khalil Carter, who has been the backup quarterback as a matter of fact, ever since 2015, he got a red shirt year in between. But he has been integral in some of the biggest wins for North Carolina A&T over the last five seasons or so, four or five seasons or so. So he takes over the reins as the starting quarterback for North Carolina A&T. Uh, the Aggies receivers are intact. Jamaine Martin. Uh, the, the second leading rusher for the Aggies is back this season. They've brought in a couple of transfer running backs as well. Defensively, on the defensive line, more specifically for North Carolina A&T, a lot of guys have graduated, so the Aggies got to answer some questions there uh, from, a, from more of a linebacker's perspective and a defensive line perspective as well. But... A&T has n never really relied on one player per se, particularly on the defensive side of the football. It's almost like a plug-and-play situation in a lot of respects, especially when you're talking about the defensive line and the linebacking core of North Carolina A&T. So let's do this. Let's step aside, take a break, come back. Sam Washington is in his second season as the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, and he's going to join us as you're locked into the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh, good. That's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only Eagle Double G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, say hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's TFT, man. Hello, this is Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row, real relevant radio. All right, in his second season as the head football coach at North Carolina A&T is Sam Washington. And Coach Washington, two-time defending HBCU national champs. But I want to start with 2018 and your thoughts in your first season. Well, um, 
I thought we ended well. Um, honestly, we had an opportunity to go undefeated, and I am very disappointed that we did not. I thought we let two games get away that, uh, honestly, we had a chance and should have won. Um, so that, that just means we have some work to do. Um, so we're going to go and grind it out, and it's all about preparation and uh, looking forward to this, uh, this season getting started. How do you feel like you grew as a head coach throughout the course of the season in this your first time being a head coach? Well, um, I thought I did some things well, and I thought I did some things not so good. And I think it showed with those two losses. I think I kind of um, lost control of that firm grip uh, and, and allowed that to happen. And uh, but fortunately, I was able to tighten up my grip as the season went and uh, get back on track and we were able to finish strong. You did, and, and came back with wins after those losses to Morgan and Fam. So what, what, are, you know, what are some of the things maybe going back then that you said to those guys to get them back on the right track? Um, quit smelling yourself. Which, oh, quit gotcha. smelling yourself. Gotcha. And uh, that's all it was about, you know. Uh, to to uh, be the champ, you got to beat the champ. You know what I mean? So we got to go out there every day as if some, we have something that someone else wants. And uh, we have to have on our best face to defend that honor. And so that's what we're going to have to do uh, on a regular this year. What did it, you, you coached in, uh, in the SWAC for quite some, a little bit, a little bit of time, not quite some time, but a little bit. You played in the SWAC, of course, at Mississippi Valley State. So what did it mean to win that celebration bowl, a tight game, a great game against Alcorn State? Well, uh, I don't think it was just a SWAC. We just want to win a bowl game. <laughs> it could have been whomever, but uh, fortunately, it was uh, unfortunately, you know, the swag. Uh, and, uh, but that's going to be the opponent every year. And uh, regardless of which of those 10 teams show up, uh, we're going to do our very best to win the ball game. And uh, I would love it if it was Mississippi Valley one of those years. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. All right. Um, so the recruiting class was absolutely phenomenal. Can you sort of speak to that? And, um, I mean, this was one of the better recruiting classes I've seen. A&T has good recruiting classes. This is one of the best I've seen in, 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 uh, in my coverage of A&T. Well, uh, you have to lend that to success. And, and what a program is now, what a university is right now. Um, it's a lot of opportunities at North Carolina A&T State University. And I think these kids recognize that. And so, um, which make recruiting a lot easier than in the recent past. So uh, we're just grateful that we're, we are where we are and um, still have a lot of work to do to maintain. And I think it's tougher to maintain than to build. So um, we just have to keep that in mind and, um, and put out the work. Everybody, a lot of, well, and I should say everybody, a lot of people talk about, you talk about Texas and Florida and all these places for football. Most of your guys come from the state. You've coached at other places in the state. Can you speak to how great the high school football is in the state and evidenced by the recruiting class that you had where most of your guys were in-state guys? Oh, well, absolutely. You know, and like as you stated, I've, uh, I've coached in Texas, Louisiana, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, where it's supposed to be Florida, where all the great players are supposed to be. But uh, some kind of way we're able to find uh, better quality right in our own backyard. And uh, that, that is so helpful, uh, not only financially, you know, for in-state, out-of-state reasons, but um, just to attract attention from the community and the local community and the state. Uh, it speaks volumes, and uh, I just hope the uh, high school coaches continue 
you know, to put out that fine product for us to select from. A&T's becoming running back you. You know, Tariq Cohen gets drafted doing his thing. You got you had two three-star kids, one out of Havelock. I forget where the other one was, another transfer. Jamaine Martin comes back. Can, can you sort of speak to how the, the reputation of A&T in terms of running back is becoming very, very big, not just in HBCU football but nationally? Well, um, Coach Gibb does a very good job with the running backs, and uh, I think we have to give him some credit. And then uh, finding those guys and molding them and making them become the best that they possibly can be um, has been a blessing for us. And, you know, y'all call it, I, I like DB University too. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. It, it, yeah, especially with your rep. We put two of them in the league early as well. And um, we got two or three coming here in the future, so. But uh, that's not here there with me, honestly. It's about developing young men, making them be the very best that they can be and winning football games. Speaking of developing, Daryl Johnson leaves a little bit early, gets drafted. How, how much of a blow potentially could that be not having him this year to the defense? Well, well it took some wins out of ourselves, I think, more psychologically than physically. Uh, you know, when you first got the, when I first received the information, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. You know, so it was a, a, a shock. But uh, I don't think um, that's not going to define who we are. You know, the, we're not a one-team, one-man team. So uh, we have some guys that played behind him and some guys that have come in that I think um, surprised some folks, going to do some things, um, some equally as well and some not as well. Where do you think, I can't think of his name, but where could the three-star kid out of uh, California, the defensive end, is he, is he a guy you think could come in and play right away? Well, uh, Kyle, stand back. Uh, you know, we would like to believe that, but uh, it's yet to be seen. Sure. You know, and uh, fortunately, we're not in a situation where we, he has to. You right. know, now, and, and what we're going to do, we're going to put them all out there and the best man win. I think we're bringing in about eight nine defensive ends so uh, i don't care who the, who the first two <laughs> as long as the first two can play how how does it feel to be able to have um to be able to have mac back and coming off that big injury in 2018 oh that's fan, that's huge you know the style of defense that we play we put a lot of pressure on the corners and um, he's one that's proven you know he can stand up to that uh that test and um so, so he's a valuable part of our, uh, what we do and how we do things. So uh, it's, it's great to have him back. Um, you lose some guys. You, you do, I mean, that's just going to happen. You're going to lose some guys in terms of graduation, some seniors, so forth, um, especially on that defensive line. So who are some of the names you expect to kind of step up for you in 2019? I like the first starting um, starters. I think Trey Small going to surprise a lot of people at defensive end. He's going to do some things. And then you got um, Cates inside. Cates is back. And uh, we all know what he's capable of doing. And then Jermaine Williams, perhaps, he's the best of them all. But, um, you know, he just have not gotten himself um, in position to be his best. And I think uh, he stayed over the summer. And um, I think we're going to see a different him. And he could be that guy that um, every team have trouble with. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how things unfold. couple of last thoughts. Elijah Bell comes back. Uh, we mentioned John Main Martins. Talk about that offense and, and specifically Bell 
coming into his senior season, he was he was a warrior for you last year. He was injured a lot, or you know, a couple of times. But talk about him and 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 uh, how big he could be in 2019. He came in last year and had quite a struggle, um, and it was just one thing after another. And uh, but one thing I am so proud the way he hung in there, and and he stood the test of time, and uh, that commend. Uh, that says volume. That speaks volumes of the person that he is. So this year he's coming into camp 100% healthy. Uh, he's uh, physically and mentally all there, and uh, he's very excited. He's a big-time leader. That's the key to it. He's not just preparing himself. He's pulling others along with him, and, and I am very proud and thankful, you know, for where he is right now. Uh, the receiving core is strong. Uh, and we added one or two that's going to take it to a whole nother level. It's like an embarrassment of riches, really. Uh, a quarterback, uh, kind of talk about that position. I know you have, you know, a guy that's there, but you you got some guys that can really play that position. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's going to be very competitive. Yeah. And uh, as of right now, Khalil Carter is my quarterback. And uh, he'll go into season as that person. Um, we'll go into camp as that person. But uh, he's going to have to defend it. He's going to have to defend it. And um, Jalen Fowler, 6'4", 240 pounds, can run and can spin it. And then, um, you know, um, Kingsley, a fitting, you know, transferred from ECU. You know, he can do some things with the football, and he can do things with his feet. That's uh, very exciting. So I think that position is going to be very competitive. And whichever one of them win uh, would have earned it. Lastly, the schedule this year. Got Duke on the schedule, Charleston Southern. Um, but then last year, the game against Jacksonville State, you win that. Beat Charlotte a couple of years ago. Kent State, uh, North Dakota State, you know, comes on the schedule next year. Can you speak to the A&T brand, more specifically football, and how you're getting these great games against these great opponents? Well, I think uh, very similar to everyone else. You know, you're looking for that guaranteed game, you know, the one that uh, – don't cost a whole lot of money, but you earn a little bit. And so, uh, fortunately, uh, we think we found that in Duke. Uh, not very far to travel. And um, just don't want to get beat up. <laughs> Exciting, though, to be able to just come right up the road. We, we, this is something we're seeing more recently. A&T, like, hadn't played Chapel Hill before until, you know, 2015. So we're starting to see some of those games where A&T is playing some of those in-state ACC opponents. Yeah, and, and I think that's good. This is not only good uh, for uh, us, it's good for them, too. It's good for the state. And, uh, you know, these kids go to college, to high school together, uh, a junior uh, high or elementary school. They are running to each other in some way of form of fashion, whether it's um, AAU, you know. So they do have some kind of rapport, some kind of uh, connection. So, uh, you know, then to get the opportunity to, to play against them, that's big stuff. That's cool. All right. Good luck, Coach. All right. Thank you. So that's a look at the North Carolina A&T Aggies. On tomorrow, we're going to travel about 50 minutes down the road to Durham to take a look at the North Carolina Central Eagles in his first season as the head football coach at North Carolina Central is Trey Oliver. And I had a chance to catch up with him at Box to Rose HBCU countdown to kickoff or Box to Rose countdown to kickoff, which took place, as a matter of fact, in Durham 
back on July 20th. So a good interview, one you won't want to miss with Trey Oliver, the head football coach of North Carolina. Talk with you tomorrow. You, commit to a